Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is pod.com We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them We talking about life and life to stream right to you From the microphone right to your home, dude Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo Cause there it is Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast for comedians of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can do that by searching at There It Is Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and head over to the website, thereitispod.com, to read blogs and find out how you could support the podcast, which would be very much appreciated. I know you're dancing to this theme music because it's funky. And uh, no one can blame you. No one can blame you for that. Today's episode is a special one. It's a discussion from the Greenville Comedy Marathon, which is put on every summer by the Alchemy Comedy Theater, which I am a member of. It was moderated by the artistic director of the theater, Harrison Brookie. The panel was comprised of representatives for various Greenville, South Carolina comedy organizations. We had Todd Jansen of Laughing Stock Improv in the Greenville Little Theater, Tracy Amick of Cafe and Then Some and SC Children's Theater, Carrie Adams of No Expectations Comedy, which I am a co-founder of, and she also put on or puts on Groovy Tuesdays. She's is a phenomenal author as well, but they don't really get into that. Meg Pearson of Alchemy Comedy and Tom Emmons, uh, who co-founded No Expectations Comedy along with me and three of the guys, and Groovy Tuesdays. And he speaks on behalf of the Greenville Comedy Zone and crowd play events for Debbie Millwater. Really great crew. This discussion has a variety of input on approaching comedy. I think if you want to start a comedy scene in your town, this would be a great one to get insight from. I think if you are looking for a place to travel to in order to do comedy, then this is a great listen for you as well, because it would let you know all of the options you have to perform here. Without further ado, let's listen to this chat from the Greenville Comedy Marathon. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, fantastic. Welcome, everyone, to the Greenville Comedy Marathon live podcast discussion. Yay. Thank you for being here. Yay! Yay. Fantastic. So we're going to talk for about an hour just about... Uh, the comedy that's going on in Greenville, kind of spread the word about all the great things that are going on in Greenville. If you'll just introduce yourself, uh, kind of tell us your bio in comedy, uh, and uh, kind of the organization that you're representing today on the panel. Let's start here on the end. I'm Carrie Adams. I'm a member of No Expectations Comedy, and I also run Groovy Tuesday with Tom Emmons. Yeah, and tell us kind of your bio and history, kind of how you came into it. Okay, so I started doing comedy three years ago. I started in this room at Coffee Underground, yeah. and and basically as soon as I started doing comedy, I just didn't stop <laughs> at all. So yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, like you know, I've, I've mostly performed in the southeast, but I've also traveled around, and yeah, I love it. Perfect. Fantastic. I'm Tracy Amick, and I work at the South Carolina Children's Theater, where I run the teen troupe, um, the teen improv troupe there called Ad Liberation. And then I also work Wednesday through Saturday nights pretty regularly at the Cafe and Then Some. And that is a comedy venue that does local satire. We've been around for over 30 years. Um, and, yeah, we have a great time doing really ridiculous things in front of a lot of people all the time. Also, kind of tell us your, your bio, kind of how um, you got into When I was in college, I did actually mostly drama, and um, I did drama most of my early life and camera stuff, and then when I got to Greenville, I started doing children's theater and working with the South Carolina Children's Theater, and I started getting cast in comic roles, I, I guess because I would take frivolous things and take it really seriously. Um, and then I started working with Ann Tromsness and Jace Tromsness, and uh, we founded the Distracted Globe Improv Troupe out of the Warehouse Theater, and we used to take over the warehouse in the summers and do classic comedy. And the way that we funded it was doing improv at least uh, once a month. 
and we would connect them to the shows that were going on at the warehouse. So we'd do like silly versions of whatever they were doing. And they were doing some really exciting things, uh, connecting short form improv with uh, Shakespeare and things like that. Yeah. So it was a really, it was a really exciting time for me. And then and I that got was your first introduction to improv. Um, right. Well, I'd done a little bit in college, very okay. unsuccessfully. <laughs> and so That's your first I, introduction to successful. Improv. Yes, it absolutely was. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for Jason Andromsons, I would yeah. not be a successful improv person today. But it's something that I deeply love, and it's something. It's one of my favorite projects at the Children's Theater. And although the the cafe and then some is scripted, we are very rarely on that script. Right. So no matter what what place in the run it is, and we'll run anything from about three to nine months, depending on how well the shows go. Perfect. Uh, next. My name is Tom Emmons. I have been writing jokes for almost 16 years, but I didn't get on stage for the first time till about seven years ago. And I'm one of the founding members of No Expectations Comedy. We started that show in September 2009, and that's still going as an open mic. And I am one of the people that runs Groovy Tuesday with Carrie. And I work with crowd play events at the Comedy Zone on Thursday nights with Debbie Millwater. And I'm the house MC at the Comedy Zone at the Greenville Comedy Zone. And I do a lot of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Next. I'm Todd Jansen, and I guess I'm here representing Laughingstock and therefore Greenville Little Theater as well, because um, they're kind of part and parcel with one another. And oh, I got into improv in high school, my senior year, and I did individual improv as like a speech and debate type thing. Uh, which was an interesting challenge just to jump right into individual improv. Oh, interesting. So it's like the impromptu <clears throat> part of like forensic speech and debate? Um, it was just improv. They give you like uh, an object and the first and last line that you're supposed to say, and then you just do it. You just do whatever you can do. All right. um, so that was like my first experience in it. And then uh, when I went to college, uh, the first time around I did improv there, uh, and then I went and did improv in the Twin Cities for a long time and then helped start a group at the second college I went to in Minnesota and then did more improv in the Twin Cities and helped start a couple groups there um, and then I went to Korea, South Korea and did improv in South Korea and then I came here and that's how I got involved in Laughingstock. Yeah. So. Perfect. And you All also do world. plays at the Greenville Little Theater. Yeah, yeah, a lot of plays. Yeah, yeah. Mostly comedic roles so far. So, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and I am Meg Pearson, and uh, I'm here representing Alchemy Comedy Theater. And uh, I really got started. Actually, I would say that the Children's Theater was the first place that I really yeah. had uh, a taste. So I worked with, uh, with Tracy when I was in high school. And I remember the first time I had an organic pee your pants laugh uh, with <laughs> friends uh, that wasn't out of fear uh, was, um, was in, uh, in the, the black box kind of rehearsal space and we were, we were improvising, we were making things up and I, it was so much fun. It felt like we were getting away with something. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really, I, I loved that. And also I, I took a couple other classes where we had little snippets of improv and, uh, and I, I kind of got bit by this bug because I, I enjoy performance and I thought, one, you're getting away with something and two, people are laughing and I love attention. Let's just be real. <laughs> so uh, when I went to Clemson, I auditioned uh, at the same time as Harrison Brookie, who is uh, what? What? Who knew? I know he hasn't aged a day. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was back in 2004, and um, I uh, I did a little bit of of improv. Uh, sometimes Laughingstock would graciously let me uh, jump in on some of their shows, but. Uh, it really wasn't until about four years ago uh, when uh, Harrison came back and said, oh, hey, let's, uh, let's start a, a comedy theater in Greenville uh, that I really was able to say that I've been doing it consistently. So really, I started uh, uh, about 12 years ago, but I've really been doing it on a weekly basis for about four years now. Cool. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so my next question is kind of the organization that you're representing or organizations that you're representing. Tell us kind of about the mission of that organization. Like, what is its purpose? What are you trying to accomplish? 
and uh, maybe you could give us like an example of a time when you did that. Uh, like maybe like a highlight over the career of the organization, um, or maybe just a normal light would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll start with Tracy, and we'll kind of move over to the starting positions. Poor Debbie Bell is just going to be so disappointed in me because I cannot recite verbatim the South Carolina Children's <laughs> Theater mission, but I believe it is something to the extent of... <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry to clarify. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to read the mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Thank goodness. It's not my fault, Debbie. They don't no. want me to do it. Um, <laughs> like generally, but, what is you guys uh, what are you trying to Essentially, yeah. what we're trying to do is to reach out to the community in all little nooks and crannies of the community in every ethnic background, every socioeconomic background, everybody that we can possibly expose to live theater and give them the opportunity not only to connect with live theater as an audience member, but give them the open space to try it, whether or not it's their thing or not. It's always better to try it and figure out if it's your thing or not. And so yeah. we we do that 24-7 as much as possible. And we go um, almost 365 days a year, almost 24 hours a day. And uh, we do things like we'll do free residencies in Title I schools. We do mm-hmm. open workshops. We have I have a Tell Me a Story theater program where on Tuesdays for a dollar, kids can come, small people can come and listen to a ridiculous story and then come and do an activity on the stage so that they can kind of get a taste of what it feels like to pretend and and be a part of that. And then we do have higher levels of training for kids who really want to take it seriously. So there is, we try to allow it to be something for everybody. So if you you just want to be light and you just want to dabble and you just want to have something to do in the summer that's kind of fun and goofy, that's great. And then if you're very serious about it and your goal is like Juilliard, then a couple of kids have gone to Juilliard. So like we've trained as, as, as much or as little as someone's interested in. Yeah. And, and just to clarify too, it's, called the South Carolina Children's Theater, but it's not just children oh, on no. stage. No, when we do our main stage and second stage productions, we do um, uh, almost a TYA thing. And what I mean by that is that we cast age appropriately. And um, and as a matter of fact, we'll go ahead and plug Knuffle Bunny, <laughs> <laughs> um, featuring one of my co-podcasters. And uh, actually, pretty much you carry that show, don't you? Uh, probably me and... Little Trixie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and you and Little Trixie have been cracking me up with giant bras floating across yeah. the stage and yeah. stuff like that. So. It's not every day you get to fight with a giant bra and a giant pair of boxers and a giant necktie. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty great. Formidable as well, I feel sure. Oh, but. for sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we cast age appropriately, so we don't have like a 12-year-old who's just like a little homely playing ants all the time. Right. It's like... People generally are within a five to ten year age range yeah. um, until you're an adult, and then you can kind of get a little more flexible. <laughs> right. but, <laughs> but yeah, it's good times. Thank you, Tracy. Tom. I am here representing Crowd Play Events at the Greenville Comedy Zone today, <laughs> and their mission statement is something to the effect of. Was Brillig and the Slithy Toves did Geyer and Gim- I don't. We don't really have a mission statement. Um, yeah, what is the mission? We, what is crowd play? No. Crowd play events is a local and regional uh, stand-up comedy show that involves crowd interaction along with the comedians performing, such as a fight night, uh, which we have coming up soon, where ten comedians will each compete against one another for a $100 grand prize and the chance to move on to the fight night finale. And it, half of that is based upon audience votes and half of that's based upon the laughs per minute or reactions per minute. So they have to actually be funny, but also have the audience on their side, sort of a a nice balance there. So every Thursday night at the Greenville Comedy Zone, crowd play events are going on. It could be a fight night. It could be funny on the fly where they get topics half an hour before the show and they have to write a set about those topics just before the show. Or 180 seconds where there's a whole bunch of three-minute sets. So you're not going to get bored with anything. There's going to be a lot of fast-changing new comedians coming up all the time and you get to see a variety of comedians from all over the area there's some people that are touring comics there's other people that might be their first time performing yeah. and so if anybody's interested in doing that they would check out or email crowdplay.events at gmail.com and they can get more information about getting on stage at the Comedy Zone on Thursday nights in Greenville yeah and that crowd play is regional you mentioned because it happens at a couple different comedy zones absolutely crowd play events happens on Tuesday nights in Charlotte at the Charlotte Comedy Zone on Wednesday nights at the Greensboro North Carolina Comedy Zone and on Thursday nights in 
Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville Comedy Zone. Yeah, and Debbie Millwater is kind of like the over. Absolutely, Debbie that. Millwater is the queen of comedy there. She is the one who's come up with all these wonderful formats and involves the crowd, and that's her whole baby. Crowd play events is all her, <laughs> and she brings a lot of great comedy audiences to great comedians and makes that combination yeah. fun for everybody involved. It's not, you don't have to just sit there and watch, you're welcome to do that. But you also can kind of have, you know, put a little bit of input into that and be involved a little bit yourself. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the kind of Russian doll of this is in Greenville. They all take place at the Greenville Comedy Zone, which you also host a lot there. So can you explain briefly what the Greenville Comedy Zone is? It's like separate and at least an entity from Crowdplay itself. Sure. Yeah, the Greenville Comedy Zone uh, is a new club. We've been there just over a year now. It's right on Main Street. It's a great spot. And on Thursday nights, like I said, it's crowd play events. But on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, like tonight, it's going to be a comedy headliner where throughout the summer it's 9 o'clock on Fridays, 7 and 9 on Saturdays. And they're nationally touring, you know, comedians. They're professional comics there every weekend. And, and it's an amazing show. We, we have some great comics come through. Coming soon. Uh, Dick Gregory's going to be there. Uh, J Big J. Okerson was on Last Comic Standing. He's going to be there very soon. Sinbad's going to be there in September. How cool is that? Sinbad's going to be in Greenville yeah. at the Greenville Comedy Zone. So, I mean, Comedy Zone's really great for Greenville. It's something that yeah. we didn't have before, not in the way that we have, not on Main Street, not at that level. Right. Um, with the Comedy Zone and Kilpatrick's and Poor, it's an Irish bar and a club and a comedy club all wrapped into one, right. and it's a really great formula for a lot of, you know, Nice live entertainment. Green. Yeah, and Comedy Zones, it's a beautiful space. and then Oh, uh, it's great. Everybody, the comedians that come through, I'm the house MC, so I'm there every weekend. So I see comedians coming through that tour all over the country, tour all over the world, and they always talk about how beautiful our club is yeah. in Greenville. Like, it's, Greenville doesn't realize how beautiful of a club we have there. <laughs> a lot of places, it's just a basement where they hang a vinyl banner in front of some boxes. Like, it's not a, you know, right. we have a beautiful club up there, and... Yeah. Greenville is better off for having it. It's yeah. really cool. Fantastic. It fits Greenville. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Next. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to start big and then go small. So Greenville Little Theater. Uh, there's. A I'm going to start big yeah. with the Greenville Little Theater. Greenville Little Theater, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's deceptive in name because I remember the first time I walked in, right. I was like, this is not little at all. Right. And I can't believe it's a community theater. Uh, yeah. And it's just ginormous. But... Um, it's a community theater, uh, and they do a, a ton of shows. They just celebrated their 90th anniversary, which is incredible. Yeah, 90th yeah, anniversary. Yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. It's phenomenal. Um, and they do, I mean, they do a lot of classic musicals, and then they kind of throw in some m mixer-uppers once in a while, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, they're opening with Footloose this year, which is pretty awesome, and then yeah. ending with Hairspray, so uh, that's going to be pretty fun. Uh, but they also do a touring children's shows uh, that will come to different schools, different areas. Um, and they do over 100 shows of that, which is ridiculous. And uh, they also offer uh, summer classes and then classes throughout the year, which is uh, pretty neat. Um, and one of those classes is an improv class that I teach. Uh, but they also have, you know, like, let's make a movie, uh, let's make a musical, uh, all those types of things. Uh, and they have voice lessons and things as well. Uh, and then another part of what they do is improv, and that's where Laughing Stock comes into the equation. So Greenville Little Theater is obviously interested in pursuing all pathways of, of theater, and, and improv is no exception. So uh, it's a small group of people. There's only four of us uh, in it right now. Um, and, and as far as our mission goes, I mean, it's just to have a really nice and relaxing time. Mm -hmm. And we do short-form comedy, and we mix in some long-form once in a while. And we're just interested in kind of, I don't know, exploring, you know, what makes us giggle and laugh and hopefully then makes the audience have a, a good time. And that could be a game that we just make up, you know, one rehearsal and then we just roll with it and see how it goes. Or it could yeah. be something that we've tried multiple times and we know it's going to kill. So, um, and, and we perform here at Coffee Underground as well. And you guys still do shows after the 24? Yeah, yeah. We When they do their, when Greenville Little Theater does their Studio 444 shows, which are the like the smaller type shows that they do, um, we do a we do a set right after that. So at the Greenville Little Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at Greenville Little Theater. So yeah, yeah perfect. Thank you. Uh, so I would say the the most important thing uh, about alchemy is uh, we we believe 
<clears throat> that it's it's our mission to offer a training center that's available to to folks within the community. We get people a lot who will say like, oh, I could never do this. And I, I am sure that everybody here on this panel has had someone come up to them and say like, oh, I could never do what you do. That's great. Uh, but the truth is, is that improv is something that is for everyone and is something that people can learn. And uh, I would say the most rewarding thing has been hearing people come forward and say, <clears throat> I was struggling or I was at a, a point in my life where I, I had just moved here and I was looking to make friends or, uh, you know, there was, it was just a darker period in my life and uh, improv has become a, a bright spot or this, this particular uh, comedy group has been a bright spot. I think the greatest thing that, uh, the little experience I've had outside uh, with other theaters is that we truly are a community so it isn't just an external outreach, it's also uh, an internal and being inclusive and letting everybody know like we're, we're glad that you're here. We're, uh, you know, we, we care about each member of the company and, and we want them to feel welcome. And uh, uh, I'm excited to see us continue to span uh, or expand our, our programming. We've had some really great shows where we'll, we'll go to different organizations or different groups will come here to this theater and, uh, and, and they'll bring in, you know, people who are, are, you would think, oh, no one in this group of adults is going to get up and be silly in front of their friends. And then 15 minutes into the show, they're getting up and uh, they're doing the chicken dance or, you know, something, something like that. Classic <laughs> all the time. Uh, I realize, like, that's a perfect example of what people would make fun of improv for as well. But, but I do think, like... Uh, taking care of the audience and making sure that they know that we are really glad that they're there yeah. uh, because we, we take their suggestion. Everything that we do is based on their one suggestion and it, it's that small grain that turns into the entire set. And uh, I think that that's, that's really important and that's what makes improv unique and I think that's something that Alchemy brings to the table. Yeah, and what show are you doing this season right now in Alchemy? Oh, so uh, right now I'm doing uh, Local Legends, which uh, I think was really our flagship show, mm -hmm. but I think is also a great example of bringing in people to come in and tell their true stories uh, about their lives. And at first it started with, you know, oh, uh, you know, terribly famous people in Greenville. And I mean, we've had a lot of people that are, that are big Greenville names. Uh, also, we've had I think it's dentists. Some, I think everyone on this panel at some point has All been involved in the show. Stories, which is right? I've been on yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. us. <laughs> I feel included. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, to me, that and our new storytelling mm -hmm. show, like mm -hmm. everybody has a story. Yeah. Uh, even like, and not not this panel uh, is is not in this category, but like even people that you don't even think have stories. Yeah. You guys are, are hella interesting folks, so we all know that you have stories. The subtitle of the podcast. Hella interesting <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I think that that's, that's a rewarding aspect is that storytelling, turning that into improv. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So uh, here to represent No Expectations Comedy, basically No XCOM has one mission, which is we have a Monday open mic. Uh, to do stand-up comedy. And basically, like, everything that Meg just said about the love and support, yeah. mm -hmm. the improv, we offer the opposite of that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What we actively encourage, what we actively encourage is a trial-by-fire situation Interesting. Yeah. wherein people who aren't funny are subtly encouraged to never come back <laughs> by virtue of the cold shoulders we give them. It's true. Is it not true? It's, Viking technique. It is. It is a. It is a place for you know uh, iron sharpens iron kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, it's um, steel sharpens steel, and uh, that's. I mean, stand up is just wildly different. Right. And it. Yeah, yeah. And kind of unapologetically. So I mean, like once you've like made your bones, like if you just come back and come back and come back and come back, and aren't completely and totally bizarre. Because certainly, like one of the things about being having an open mic is we get the weirdest <laughs> mother uppers in Greenville. That's a different podcast. The weirdest people in Greenville come on stage and do weird things, and we right. subtly encourage them to not come back. And uh, 
and eventually they phase out. But you, you know, we always have a crop of weirdos that are currently coming to the Monday open mic. But you know, even if you're good, we try not to be too nice to you because it's not good for you. Encouragement mm -hmm. is not good for standard comics. <laughs> it isn't. You need like you need to actually really, really, really want to do this. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot more like the Marines. We're gonna haze you. We're not gonna be nice. Yeah, we're the Coast Guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're national <swim> lessons. <laughs> national guard, right? National guard. National guard. So, so you know, I mean, that's kind of that's sort of the that's sort of the energy of no XCOM. It's not warm and fuzzy. But then, like, if you make your bones, if mm -hmm. you keep coming to comedy, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then you become a part of the family. Then it's like the mafia, and like, and then we love you and protect you, and you know, it's like that. So it's yeah. Positive. And no XCOM is. I mean, you are definitely like, it's stand up, it's a solo art, but you guys are. A, welcoming. Loose, a loosely knit organization. No, yeah. no, but you're welcoming, are and I we? think you guys are kind. Sure. I mean, there are open bikes in, in the universe that I feel like are much meaner than you guys. In a way. Yeah, that's not helpful. That, for sure. That yeah. is absolutely for sure. Yeah. That is true. And uh, we take pride in the fact that it's, it's very German, like the trains run on time. Like we start yeah. at 730. Right. The sign of, you know what I mean? Like we, we, it's a tightly run show, and that's part of the reason why it's become such a successful open mic, and yeah, that's why it's the longest a, running. Yes, it's the longest Greenville, right? running open mic in South Carolina. In South Carolina, oh wow! Yes. Yeah. And it has a real audience every week, yeah. and and most open mics are just playing to other comics. Right. I'm also here representing Groovy Tuesday. Yeah. Groovy Tuesday is very different. So like, that's a room at the Mellow Mushroom in Anderson. It's not Greenville, but close enough. And Tom and I run that, and and Groovy is a much is a warm like the room. Is a very warm room. And the Pizza. audience, yeah, <laughs> it's groovy, man. Mm. It's groovy. Put the word groovy, and it's people super are groovy be... and chill. And we eat pizza and drink beer, and everything's yeah. groovy, you guys. And the audience is very warm. We get a lot of regulars, so like, there's a family atmosphere amongst the audience, and because you see the same faces every week, and everybody gets to know one another, and it becomes a really easy place to make like your stage debut. And we've had a lot of comics you know, do comedy for the first time at Groovy and then kind of be nurtured in that space. Yeah. So it's, so Groovy is the much more like almost alchemy-esque version of stand-up, but I like both. I like the meme and I like the Groovy. I like both of it. <laughs> Does the Groovy feed the no expectation? Yeah, the Groovy is a hybrid show. It's, it's halfway booked and it's, right. and, it's and it's also open mic. Yeah. Oh, so okay, cool. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Cool. So you nurture them and then you slap them. <laughs> no, no. Every week, Monday you get slapped, Tuesday you get nurtured. Yeah, yeah. There you, you want to get slapped again? Come back it's next my Monday. What kind of relationship? Yeah. <laughs> so don't ever get comfortable. Yeah. You don't Pain's know. good for comedy. It yeah. is. It's cool. Speaking of, of pain, Tom, perfect transition. Uh, this question is for you. We'll start with Tom. Uh, what do you feel like is was a challenge? Is a challenge? Will be a challenge? for the organization that you represent. So something you guys have in the past dealt with, something that's kind of going on right now, or something maybe you see over the horizon uh, for the organization. It's always a challenge to involve the audience, but yet maintain control of the room from the stage and mm -hmm. recognize that the entertainment ultimately is coming from the stage to you like most any form of entertainment does. Right. However, we do want a little bit of input from you. We do want you to be engaged and we want to know what you think about what's going on. But especially in doing crowd work, for instance, where you wanted, obviously, you're, you're dealing with the audience and you want them to be part of the show and you want that to be entertaining, engaging, and funny. But at the same time, you have to be the one that controls that and not let that get out of hand. And so with anything like crowd play events where you're encouraging you know, audience interaction, it's just maintaining control of the reins. Uh, yeah. Keeping it fun and lighthearted and enjoyable for everyone and not offensive, but yet at the same time, we gotta have some structure here because mm -hmm. if it's set up in such a way, it'll be better for everybody. Yeah. Like the audience will enjoy it more if they listen to what the comedian is saying when they're saying it. Because otherwise, if you've started talking to somebody midway through a joke, odds are you're gonna miss part of the joke and it's right. just not gonna work. It just doesn't right. land. So just trying to find that balance I think is always uh, something that you're gonna have I don't know that you have trouble with, but it's something you have to be cognizant of right. while yeah. you're doing a show. Is you have to be 
consciously recognize, you have to consciously recognize the fact that the audience, if they want to talk, they really want to be on stage. They want to be part of the show right. and kind of tempering that, mm -hmm. keeping that in check. Yeah. That can and, be tricky. And the Comedy Zone in Greenville just is a club compared to, say, No Expectations, which happens here in Coffee Underground, Correct. which is a theater. Correct. So yeah. people going to the Comedy Zone, you would like to think that they have more of an idea of, oh, okay, it's the Comedy Zone. We're going here to sit and listen to jokes. <laughs> but uh, they're people. And in my experience, uh, people don't always make correct decisions about such things. Uh, they, they like to think that they can talk uh, during a show. Because there are and tables and there are drinks. Yeah, yeah I'm like, but if you club, went to right? a movie theater that had tables right. and drinks, you still can't talk during right. the movie. Especially if the actors can hear you. Yeah. Right. So it's just, I don't know, you wouldn't go, you know, you wouldn't go see a Van Halen concert and bring your guitar to play during the show just because, yeah. you know, you like doing that in the audience. Does that same problem happen on Friday and Saturdays with headliners, or is it more so in an event like Crowdplay where we are asking for feedback at some level? Honestly, it happens all the time everywhere. Yeah. Mm. But it's something where an event like Crowdplay events, where it's called Crowdplay events, Right. then people can even maybe get that in their head more. Yeah. Not the Thursday nights that you see more of that than you do other times, but it's people on Thursday nights, there's a lot of people that come out to support their friend who's going up to perform or compete, maybe for the first time, or maybe just that it may be their 10th time, but they're still new, yeah. and now they're finally coming out to support their friend. Well, they're, they don't realize, they're not comedy fans. They haven't yeah. been fans of comedy for 10, 20 years. They're just there to see Ralph. That's it. Like, they want to see if Ralph is as funny on stage as he is in his cubicle. Right. And he's not going to be. <laughs> but they should come watch that train wreck because train wrecks are awesome. Right. Yeah. And I, and, and I would say probably we had this issue with Alchemy early on as well. You're training an audience who hasn't seen this thing. Greenville Comedy Zone has been around for a year. Right. And I would expect this would decrease over time. Just Absolutely. Just to teach them and have great shows. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, Todd, how about you guys? Uh, so I think challenge for Greenville Little Theater is probably maintaining the classic feel of Greenville Little Theater, but also introducing a newer audience, and that's a challenge because, yeah, they've been around 90 years, but after 90 years, people die. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it happens. It does. It does happen. Uh, so I think trying to, like, implement some newer shows is, is a tough challenge for them, but they're doing a fairly good job of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, for Laughingstock, interestingly enough, I, I was thinking the same exact thing that Tom just was talking about, is that like, to be on stage doing improv is a real challenge that, that you all know about, and that is that it should look pretty freaking easy. Like, right. it should look mm -hmm. like it's effortless. It should look like it's almost scripted, right? And that you've done it a thousand times. And that comes with a lot of work and a lot of training and a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, anytime you say, I got to go to improv rehearsal, people are like, well, how do you practice improv? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. still rehearses every week, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We rehearse every week. Huge. And, and so, like, <clears throat> with four people. It's always just the same four people all the time. So, like, there's part of it that's the bond that you form. There's part of it that you find out what that person's sense of humor is and what they might say, and some of it's just thinking on your feet and growing that part of your brain. And obviously when an audience is at a show and you're asking, like Tom just said, you're asking for the audience to be part of the show, and right. if they're not, there is no show, technically. Right. You know, like, that's a tough balance, and, and to find the way to say, Improv is totally something that you can do, but not right now. Right. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. The like, stage exists still. The yeah. chairs exist. Yeah. yeah. Things. And I mean, it, 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 that that is a that is a tough challenge. I think for anyone doing improv, not just for laughing stock. I think, uh, yeah, that's just a tough one. Yeah. Cool. Meg. Uh, so I think one thing that I'd love to see uh, Alchemy continue to do is uh, to really represent. Uh, Greenville as as a whole and the the upstate as a whole and uh, and I think uh, that stereotypically there's like a certain person that is drawn to uh, to improv and that person is typically a very tall very lanky white male <laughs> and I think that that <laughs> hey everybody that my name's Harrison right and I'm Todd Jansen and and not to say that that's bad because there of course that that's also a part of the community. I would love right. for there to be uh, more 
uh, diversity and different folks coming uh, to to the stage and different people taking our 101 classes. Uh, you know, and I think like with outreach, that's something that I want to continue to see right. uh, to change and uh, and and to improve. And I, I think like most organizations try to figure out how to do that. I know mm -hmm. we're not the only comedy theater that's wrestling with that. Yeah. Uh, I know UCB and other groups are, are always trying to see like, how can we bring in different people? Because uh, it's, it's hard to be the first person in your community or in mm -hmm. your circle to do something. <coughs> yeah. It's much easier when it's like, oh, other people have done this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be a part of that. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I'd love to see diversity uh, kind of expand. Uh, I'd and also I'll speak, I, I'll speak to that at, oh, yeah. at some level a little bit because I'm involved in alchemy. Please is uh, because of people like Meg, uh, who's been here since the beginning and has been amazing. It's not as big a, uh, a mountain for us of gender diversity uh, that we are going to probably have about 70 people in the company in the next audition round, and we're probably fairly close to 50 percent on gender, um, especially at the, the veteran level of players. But it's racial diversity, income diversity is the real challenge for us. Yeah, yeah. And I'd also say like space. I mean, Greenville, we'd like to keep it close to downtown, trying to find rehearsal space and things like yeah. that. And uh, that can be a challenge for us. I mean, we have a training center now, but I don't know how long that lease is or, you know, but as we continue to expand, we need more than just yeah. two, uh, two rooms. And yeah. it's our you know. fourth training center. We've already got it again. Yeah, yeah, right. we, move, we move a lot. Yeah, for our training center. Yeah. For our training center. Gary. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing about, Gender balance makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're doing great in stand-up. Uh, Greenville stand-up, we have we have two uh, women, and uh, we're doing we're doing fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, like this is totally politically incorrect, but I, I I actually like. I mean, it's not a part of our mission. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. not a part of our mission to encourage yeah. people, because it's like it's all about a meritocracy. And like as I kind of talked about earlier about like smacking people down, it's more about that. Um, I'm kidding a little bit, a little bit. But uh, in yeah. In your bio so, for this, so, we're going to describe you as like a seven foot tall, <laughs> huge woman, <laughs> super mean. But so like, honestly, I feel like No XCOM is fulfilling its mission really, really well because like the whole goal is just to create a quality open mic yes. that where anybody can get on stage and figure it out. And, and they're and they're doing that. Yeah. We're doing that. And and we're. And honestly, like because it has been around for so long, it's kind of like a perpetual motion machine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's it's been going on long enough that the word of mouth is such that we don't really have to actively promote and blah blah blah, and the crowd still shows up. So we're we're yeah. very very fortunate. As far as groupies, because you guys goes, have provided this space for yeah. so long, for so consistently. Yes. People yes. Know. Yeah. 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 Groovy is is you know Groovy's been around for a year. In fact, this coming up Tuesday will be our one year anniversary oh, of Groovy. Anniversary. Aww. I got you a piece of paper. Oh, <laughs> the paper yes. here. Yep. Does it say yep. we're great on it? Yep. <laughs> so so it's so because it's been around. Like for example, two weeks ago. It was the day after Memorial Day, which is always going to be super rough. Right. We had three people in the audience, and I'm like, oof. And I and I had been really busy the whole week and hadn't done like any, you know what I mean? And so the next week, and Tom is always like putting up posters all over the internet, like all over the internet. In fact, he got smacked down by someone in New York. They're like, do you understand you're posting this on a Long Island board? He's like, yeah, if you're in South Carolina. <laughs> so, so like that's like Tom's outreach, right? And then my thing, I'll post a little bit on Facebook, but mostly I send private messages to like people who I know might show up, right? So. So then the following week, we were completely packed out. And so it's still new enough that right. the effort that we put in over the course of the week shows right. in our attendance and things like that. So, But generally speaking, at this point, it's, it's definitely getting very established. We've been super fortunate in terms of comedy word of mouth. Like we've had Caleb Sinan, we've had Dusty Slay, we've had all these people right. who have been on who have amazing TV credits all the time. And it's not like we're going to them, they're coming to us because mm -hmm. it's such an awesome room. It's like that warm atmosphere. So, plus we treat comics well. Yeah. So it's like as mean as no XCOM is, Tom and I independently are very different. We're like, you guys want some pizza? Would you like us to go get you a beer? You know, like we treat them <laughs> like rock stars. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with you that, that Groovy may be a little nicer, a little more family oriented kind of uh, approach than no XCOM, but I don't think No Expectations comedy is that brutal. Yeah, I agree. Just that <laughs> no one's going to hold your hand. 
It's what? a dark basement room, and there's bright lights pointed at the stage and a microphone. And if you got the guts to get up there and right. try and be funny, come on. We'd love to have you. But good luck, because yeah. you're on your own in this valley of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, not because we're making brighter? it hard on yeah. you, but, that's but because you're all alone. Yeah. That's stand-up comedy. You are all alone. You're welcome to come down yeah, here, but don't expect welcome. special treatment. That's the whole thing. My question is, did Tom make it sound a lot brighter than I was making it? <laughs> that's true. He's like, listen, let me darkness. soften this. By As I got in there, I was like, oh yeah, valley of darkness. There is that. I don't want to... Too I bright and shiny. Oh, it's painful. I mean, like that's <laughs> It's not intentionally directed pain toward people. We're not mean to people. We're not sadists. We're just not holding people's hands. That's yeah. the whole thing. I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat <laughs> stuff. you I'd love to have everybody come out and anybody's welcome to get on stage and, and try it out. But it's yeah, it's no, as hard as you think it probably is. Public right. speaking isn't easy, and you're yeah. the only one up here. You got nobody else to lean on. It's you. Be funny or don't. This when I like when conflict. I started when I started I totally got hazed by people like Nick Shaheen I did, <laughs> and I love Nick Shaheen. Nick Shaheen's one of my best friends in the whole wide world at this point. But he what, was he mean to me when I first started? Yes, yeah. he was. But like that's okay because it it made me want to do it more. And you kind of need. I honestly feel like that push is good. Yeah. I personally think it's from the outside. Thing. And tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like because you guys are a free open mic where yeah. if you're on time and Facebook fast enough you can get on stage right uh, you guys get more weirdos oh sure than most places right yeah. it's just easier. and we're not actively mean to the weirdos no but we it just... seems like because of that there is a stronger barrier between the guy who shows up sporadically yeah. and the comics you said we treat comics well I think yes. when someone is a comic when they put the work yes. in yeah. and they're trying you guys really treat them well yes it becomes a fan exactly like it's, right yeah yeah yeah. And then and then we lose them, Harrison. <laughs> we lose them. Would they stay they like they like train up here in Greenville and yeah. then just once they get really, really good, they're like, We're going to Atlanta and I'm like, Screw you, Frey Ford and like that's <laughs> how that goes. This it's podcast sad. is brought to you by a hatred of Frey Ford. <laughs> <laughs> cool, that does it crazy. Um so I'm so excited, but I totally forgot the exact question we were oh, talking yeah. about. I'm still in the Valley of Darkness. The challenge. Uh, the, challenge. <laughs> the Valley of Darkness. Uh, it's it's like you in. It is a distracting Valley of Darkness. Uh, Tracy is sandwiched in between the Valley of Darkness. I am, but uh, I'm putting myself Directly in a good in place. Uh, I, th I think my, my challenge is, that, is the antithesis in the sense that I'm dealing with very young people who are very fragile, and they're like, it's a teen improv group, and they hate themselves and like teens generally <laughs> hate themselves and are wishing that they're like ah, to be fair adults everything. generally hate themselves I know, oh, we're right. not as overt yeah. <laughs> we don't cry if you tell well, um, well I cry by myself a lot I, do. yeah. I don't do it in yeah. public I'll do it on my teacher mm -hmm. no uh, but for the record this Greenville Comedy Podcast is right where we need to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if they already hate themselves they sound like they're halfway to being comedy exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and I do yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. I do feel like that it, it is interesting that that some of my kids, some of the kids that are very successful on our main stage are not very successful at improv. And I find oh, it interesting, interesting. The, the class that I teach that any kid can just kind of walk into um, is, a, is a very different experience than the ad liberation that they have to audition to get into. Right. And ad liberation started out with six members and is now at 20. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Great. Now we, we're not bringing 20 to this space. But, sure. But, uh, but we do have 20 kids and of those kids, 15, I would like say, hey, these kids know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and five are on their way. They just aren't, they haven't quite gotten it yet because they're used to being scripted. And that's right. one of the barriers that we have is that most of the kids that are ballsy enough to audition for yeah. Ad Liberation are absolutely used to being scripted and being told what to do and asking questions and those kind of things. And right. We and in in rehearsal, and we do rehearse once a week as well. We, you know, they're asked to. Uh, I won't answer those questions. You know, I'll just say, "Hey, I have a question back for you," and that's about yeah. all they're gonna get. Um, and but the challenge is to like, where do you draw the line of like? Where are we nurturing and where are we hard enough to make it a reality? Because comedy is a really harsh reality. And I don't want my kids to think it's all like, hey, everybody loves you. Look at us. You made us laugh. Here, go do no expectation comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and then jump off a bridge. No. Yeah. Um, but, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it took but, us so long to get to suicide. But I do think that uh, that is that is one of the the hardest things is how, like where do you draw the line of how tough are you on them and, yeah. and where do you how can, how how hard can you be before you break their spirit? Because it is such a, I mean, everybody is so raw when they're doing improv, whether they're adults yeah, or not, but adults are just better at hiding it. And adults are better at say, brushing off and saying, okay, I'm gonna try again, this is what I really want. And kids who don't know what they really want yet, you don't wanna squash something before they give it a true chance. And I think that's yeah. the greatest difficult we have. At South Carolina Children's Theater, over the last five years, I think, gratefully and luckily um, although we do still struggle with things like diversity and uh, and things like that I feel like um, it's not as much of an issue with us anymore thank God so hopefully in about five yeah. more years we'll be sending some more diversity to alchemy yeah um, but yeah and that, and that thing that that number 20 is so wonderful that ten years ago the amount of people doing rehearsing live comedy in Greenville was almost zero. Yeah. Very close to zero. There was only, I mean, 10 years Not ago. Distracted Globe. Was yeah, Distracted Globe started, we started 11 years ago this summer, yeah. I think. And so, yeah. and we were, and the reason we did it was because there wasn't any, I mean, there was a Clemson group and there was a Furman group, right. but those were like colleges doing, right. you know, mm -hmm. exercising, you know, giving their students an opportunity yeah. to exercise what they're taught. But what you've done with that liberation, what No Expectations has done yeah. over a long period of time, what Com Comedy Zone and, and Crowdplay is doing is like, giving people this next stage to do, what Laughing Stock has done for a long time, what Alchemy's oh, done yeah. is this number of people who have an opportunity to do live comedy. And there's a thesis of this podcast that I wanted to get out, was that. It was like there are so many opportunities yes, to be sure. a performer in Greenville that <clears throat> did not exist 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, I, and it's funny because I talked to my kids, you know, um, at most of that that 20 was with me last semester when I wasn't at Cafe and then some all the time. And we do take a field trip to Alchemy, sh the early Alchemy shows. Yeah. And, um, and, and we try, you know, I try and I give them, you know, if I find out that any other things are going on that I think are going to be safe for me to say, go see this, yeah. um, then I will encourage them to do so. And I, I, it's so funny to watch them come back the next rehearsal after they've seen real input you know what I mean like yeah. what in their minds what is real improv comedy and then they're like oh well and and you know I'll say things like did you notice how Harrison took low status that's something that many children are not brave enough to do especially theater kids they yeah. want to be a they want to be alpha they want to be the lead they want to be those like kind of things and, and yeah it makes it more attainable <laughs> for them. Yeah. Yeah. and that and that like Venn diagram of overlap of Megan taking your class and an early relationship between alchemy and no expectations that started five years ago mm -hmm. that was really fruitful and with laughing stock as well this overlap on those is so so true mm -hmm. so tell us about cafe and then some as well a challenge oh they will have oh uh, cafe and then some is an insane challenge because we have a lot of different um we have a lot of different stereotypes and things like that for one we don't advertise a lot mm -hmm. um and that is just the way it is. I don't run it, so we don't advertise a lot. <laughs> um, uh, the people that founded uh, Cafe and then some are still there. And the yeah. people, like it's Susan and Bill Smith, it's Maureen Abdallah, it's Jim Wilkins. Uh, we've had other people come through. Um, I was lucky enough to come across them about 10 years ago as well. And so um, I've started working on and off with them uh, pretty nonstop for the last 10 years. A couple of the hurdles that we have to cross are things like everybody in our, in our um, audiences 90. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, because we've been around so long, right. uh, all of their friends, you know, they are in their 60s, Bill's in his 70. I think yeah. he's like 70 years old and he's still doing comedy on stage and killing it and being a complete smart ass. And <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and uh, and it is, it is a family, but uh, the, all of their friends come and their friends are old and the, the seats hurt their butts now and <laughs> they, ha you know, and legs fall asleep and they're, you know, they can't drink as much because they've got heart conditions or whatever. <laughs> and so our hugest challenge has been opening up to a younger audience. Yeah. And that's a double challenge because not only just now are we starting just now I feel like I'm starting to get just enough credibility and like Matt Smith uh, who is uh, Bill's son is getting just enough credibility to where when we say we should look at a hip hop 
parody because we do a lot of song parodies. Yeah. So we should look at a hip hop. We should look at something that was Hamilton produced in the last ten years yeah. um, that was popular on the radio. Um, yeah. Right now, you could see 60, 70, and 40 year olds doing a Bruno Mars song. There you go. So we're making we're making efforts, but um, I feel like the age of our audiences are right. is a real obstacle, and just the idea that it's always there. We are we never go dark. Yeah, we go dark do. Christmas Eve, right. we go dark Christmas Day, and we go dark New Year's Day, wow. and that is it. Yeah. Every it Wednesday winter. through Saturday, we do a show, wow. um, and the only time we close the show on a Wednesday or Thursday is if we have like a table of five. Right. Um, and I have played to a table of five. I mean, we have done it for a table of five who had reservations for months and was only in town for this week, yeah. but used to come all the time or whatever. We'll do yeah. we'll do that as well. But you know, I mean, and then we have uh, another challenge that we have is that we do not sell tickets in advance. We do reservations, right. and then we will put people on a wait. But if you people just don't show up for the reservations sometimes, and then we have a table of ten that we could have sold. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of like little obstacles that I think that Cafe and Then Some is now just starting to address as far as like advertising and including a younger audience and Lauren Wilson has come in and worked with us as well and she's Mm -hmm. young and adorable and her friends like her so they and they have time and money so they come and see her (laughs) Um, (laughs) and most of my friends they either don't have any money or they don't have any time but (laughs) but um, and I think that that's a lot that's a problem that a lot of us face as fans of comedy is that we all work on the same nights at the same times, sure. and so we all don't yeah. get to get out the way that we would like to have gotten out. And um, and Cafe and Then Some is the same way. I mean, we just we can't get out and support people like we want to, and we do when we can. But um, but I think that I think probably the audience is our greatest challenge, and that yeah. dinner theater thing. To so like reinvent your like you guys have been around when people were selling drugs in downtown Greenville. Oh yes, many um, more we, than they are now. They're probably we do. <laughs> no, I mean like but it's to reinvent yourself while staying who you are. It's probably a similar issue GLT is going to have. Right? Absolutely. Like, we want to be true to who we are and what our mission is, but how do we but, reinvent ourselves for exactly? And GLT has class, and Cafe and then some has never had class. So <laughs> that's the appeal. So we're kind of staying true to ourselves in that yeah. respect. But um, but yeah, I think that it's true that I learned more about Greenville when I moved here. Um, I'm, I, I moved here in '99 and. I learned more about Greenville in the last 10 years as far as the history. Um, and it's true that these guys have just been so deeply embedded and invested in history right. of Greenville for yeah. so long that it really is, although we are utterly hateful to all all groups in Greenville. Equally. We, we are. We're equal, equal opportunity haters. Everyone, yeah. But... Um, but at the same time, I feel like um, I've learned more about Greenville, and it, it's truly ultimately a love letter to Greenville yeah. and the upstate generally. Fantastic. Okay, cool. I got one final question for everyone. Uh, so, kind of tell us how can we reach out to your organization if we want to see shows or be a part of it, if that's an option, and a specific uh, plug for us. Ty, we'll go with you. There's this crazy thing called the internet. Mm. <laughs> if I'm you learning. type in laughing stock, and you, if you want, you can put in Greenville, and we'll pop up. Uh, so we have a website. You can also follow us on Facebook, uh, like us and friend us on there. I don't know how that all works, but you'll figure it out. And uh, Instagram, you know, we try and do some stuff on Instagram as well. That's Laughing Stock Greenville. Uh, Greenville Little Theater, same thing. If you just search Greenville Little Theater, that's the first thing that's going to pop up. Uh, and I believe their website's like greenvillelittletheater.org. Um, and there you get all the information about all the classes you can sign up for, all the shows that are happening. For Laughing Stock, the second Saturday of every month, it's at 10:30. Doors open at 10 o'clock. It's five dollars cash only, because uh, we like to spend that money immediately um, <laughs> on the drugs. Yeah, on yeah, we like drugs. to buy those high-class drugs on Main Street, Greenville. <laughs> the ones that made it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the survivors. That's the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so if, if you want to find out more about Alchemy Comedy, and you definitely should, then you can go on to uh, alchemycomedy.com, or heck, you can even do uh, greenvillecomedy.com. We bought it up. We bought it up. Because we snatched nice. it up. <laughs> snatched it. 
Um, uh, and also because other people are far more uh, uh, social media uh, uh, adapted than I am, we are on uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I almost said Tinder. We're not on Tinder. Um, <laughs> that's just you. Right. That's right. just me. Um, but yeah, you can uh, you can find us all over all over the uh, the interwebs. Cool. And a specific plug? Oh, a specific plug. Uh, so right now uh, we are in the midst. We are just kicking off our. Uh, 30-hour comedy marathon. This is the very first hour of that marathon, which is super exciting. And uh, But if you're thinking, oh, I would love to get saturated uh, in comedy, then I have good news, because in six months uh, from now, we are going to have our New South Comedy Festival, which is going to feature not just uh, upstate comedians uh, and, and performers, but also people from all over the country. Uh, it's going to be great. We'll have uh, stand-up, we'll have sketch, we'll have uh, long-form, short-form improv. If you don't know what that is, I wouldn't fret about it. It's improv, and it's great, and uh, and it's a big community, and we would love to have you join us. And you can find information about that on our website, because uh, submissions open soon, and there's going to be a lot of really cool folks here. Yeah, perfect. Fantastic. Carrie. Uh, as far as no XCOM goes, if you want to participate, go to the go to no XCOM no expectations comedy on Facebook. Uh, the sign up is every Sunday, six ish. Because sometimes I get busy, Harrison. <laughs> but but I try to put the sign up at at six p.m. And you gotta be on it. It yes, it, and fast. that is, and, and honestly, like so, we we take seventeen comics every single Sunday night at six, and. We've had it uh, fill up within three minutes, easily. Yeah. So it's, it is actually kind of hard to get on the show. And then we do alternates, and uh, you know, if anybody drops out, then the alternate can. So frequently, alternates will get on the show. So if you don't get on it immediately, don't panic. You can get on the alternate. And, you're, it, and here's the thing. If you just show up, you, you quite will likely get on the show if we have time to put you, you on. You guys are real mean. We're, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't tell my secrets. All right, so that's that's how that works. So, and as far as like uh, like a special show, eh, there isn't one. So just come on any old Monday. You never know what you're gonna get. It could be uh, one of the most fun nights of your life, or it could be awkward. And it's probably gonna be a combination of both. And you right. just need to embrace it. Uh, and it'll, but it, it'll be good. Uh, and then as far as Groovy Tuesday goes, again, get on Facebook. Look up Groovy Tuesday. It has its own page. Uh, also, the Mellow Mushroom and Anderson promotes it additionally. Or uh, friend me on Facebook. I'll be your friend. Right. Uh, Carrie <laughs> Adams on Facebook or Tom and Tom will probably friend you too. And uh, and and that's that's and again, it's every single Tuesday. Um, so currently at the cafe and then some Wednesday through Saturday, uh, we are running Trumped the Musical where uh, we parody the local politics as well as big politics. Dot McJunkin wants to run for Oconee County Council. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we do song parodies and um, different vignettes that kind of lead to something. So uh, that's exciting. And although the show starts between 8 and 8.15ish, um, you want to get there at least about a half an hour in advance. And you can make reservations online or on the phone. You can reach us online at www.cafeats.com. Or you can do 232-CATS, which I don't know the numbers for right now. But CATS, if you get on your old phones, <laughs> find the letters. Um, and then, uh, and we take reservations all week. All right, Tom. Crowdplay events takes place every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Greenville Comedy Zone. If you want to sign up to perform or try to sign up to perform, email crowdplay.events at gmail.com. And Debbie will take care of handling your uh, placement there. Is depending on what type of what level of comedian you are, or what level you're at. That would depend on you know how much time you get and what show you're put on. And check out GreenvilleComedyZone.com for all the Comedy Zone listings for all the different formats and different shows they're doing. There's a lot of things going on there, and they really they're being really great as far as interacting uh, with the local comedians and local comedy scene. There's a lot of uh, opportunities for overlap there and so check out Crowdplay Events and Greenville Comedy Zone. Awesome. Uh, so thank you guys for doing this discussion and specifically though thank you so much for doing mm -hmm. comedy in Greenville. I truly believe it's like a complete symbiotic relationship and our success and your success uh, is tied together. So thank you for what you do. Keep doing it and we'll see you on the internet. Thanks. Yay! Yay!
That's right, they did it. Really fun, informative talk from all of them, not just on what goes on in Greenville, but what goes on in comedy and theater scenes uh, and how you can get involved with them. They did a great job of telling you how you can find their organizations, but if you want easy access to the links for those theaters and organizations mentioned by the panel, head on over to thereitispod.com and go to the blog for this episode. We've got links for days. You can check out other episodes on the website as well, and you can join the discussion on the on the, all the blogs. If you're already hooked on the podcast, then you just might have theritis. There is no cure for theritis, but you can treat the symptoms with more episodes of There It Is. Support the podcast so we can keep making episodes. And you can even email me and say, hey, here's someone I think you should get on this show. I'd like to hear them. Uh, I would like to interview them. So just let me know who those people are. Tag them on Twitter in the discussions too so they can feel the pressure of having to come on the podcast. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Do not annoy people because you have the iris. There it is. Another episode of There It Is. Next week's episode is going to be a fun one. I chat with actress and writer Aiden Mayery. Check it out. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.